As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? It's time for another episode of Obscurity Now, the show that takes a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media. Then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black void of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and I'm one of the hosts. And with me, his side hustle is selling George Hamilton brand spray-on tan. It's... It's uh, Yehel. Hello, Steve. Uh, how did you know about my... My side hustle. Well, I just assumed the only reason that you recommended this movie was uh, to somehow tie it in, you know, so you could come on here and be like, bye, George Hamilton brand uh, spray on tan, ladies and gentlemen, or kids, <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah, we also have a line of veneers coming out uh, soon as well. So, Oh, do you think, he had, the... you think he had fake teeth? No, 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 he doesn't. But these are veneers that are like shaped like George Hamilton's real teeth. Oh. <laughs> come on. I got a question right off the bat. Is this the first thing outside of like a Conan O'Brien sketch where you actually saw George Hamilton in it, like acting? No, I've seen him in other things, but um, like what? I, I, it's funny because as I was watching the movie, I was like, "What other things have I seen him in?" Because I know I have, but I couldn't think of any. And I want to say though that at least like. Half the things I've seen him in, he's playing himself. Yeah, and this is no different. <laughs> this is no different. But yeah, you're like I, I can't remember if it was like Naked Gun or Conan O'Brien or maybe SNL in the nineties. But yeah, he would always show up in like random sketches playing himself. Uh I, I can't even remember what he was doing, but yeah, he was just sort of like a punchline to a joke, like back in the nineties, uh, because of his insane tan. Like <laughs> What? Yeah, I mean, he has been in a lot of things mm -hmm. uh, where he's not playing himself. Right. Uh, but, I mean, they're not really, like, things that I've watched. I mean, I, I do know that he was in Doc Hollywood. Oh, um, Doc. Oh, that's like a Michael J. Fox movie, right? From, like, late uh -huh. 80s, early yeah, was, 90s. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen that. A, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of a, a hit. I, I know I watched it, but I don't. I couldn't tell you anything about it other than I remember he was in it. I think he plays a doctor in it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he's been like on a bunch of things, but I don't know. How many times have you watched The Happy Hooker Goes to Washington? <laughs> None. I mean. Well, he was in that in 1977. Maybe you should have uh, been watching to it. To me, that sounds. He sound... was also in Sextet the same year. Both of those sound like on. 70s pornos, like, but I assume that they're not. I mean, we'll get to that section uh, soon enough. Uh, just to uh, hip everyone as to what we're uh, talking about, uh, we're discussing the holiday TV movie classic, <laughs> a, uh, a very cool Christmas, uh, not starring uh, Vanilla Ice, which, I mean, it sounds like he should be in this, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we should have. We haven't covered that. What? The cool Vanilla Ice? Ice? Have we? No, we have not. No, no. Uh, I mean, we'll... I've watched that movie like two times at least of my own volition. <laughs> I watched the uh, the Rift Tracks version. It's actually on Tubi. Uh, speaking of Tubi, you can also go watch A Very Cool Christmas because 
man, we are going to spoil the hell out of the plot to a very cool yeah. Christmas. And you don't want to be, <laughs> you don't want to be left behind. Yeah, we, 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 we could have watched Too Cool for Christmas. Uh, did you learn about this? I did. Uh, I mean, you can, uh, well, I'll start and then you can take it away. Basically, there's uh, two versions of this movie. And uh, one is called A Very Cool Christmas. And another one is called Too Cool for Christmas. And you can actually hear in the lyrics, in the uh, the background to some of the music, where they actually sing the choruses, Too Cool for Christmas. Like, did you notice that? Uh, I did not, but, uh, and now, but, you know, kudos to you for paying attention to the lyrics. I, hey, I'm a, I am a film detective over here, a uh, mm. film forensic uh, detective, if you will. Uh, but no, but why Why are there two versions of this movie, you hell? Well, One the version enough. we watched, uh, A Very Cool Christmas, which you can see on Tubi. I didn't check to see if Too Cool for Christmas is on there. It would have been funny, though, uh, if one of us were to watch Too Cool and the other one Very Cool. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> basically, they're the same movie. The A Very Cool Christmas, again, the one we watched is like the Canadian version. And then the other one is made for us apparently more progressive Americans. No, no. It's, Too Cool for According to uh, IMDb, it's the other way around. The Oh, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, the Canadian okay. version. Well, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and explain. Go ahead and explain. So A Very Cool Christmas, uh, as we'll get into it in the plot, but a lot of it centers around uh, your, your typical uh, heterosexual upper middle class family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got a man They're and called- a wife trads these days you hell trads oh, that's right yeah well I don't, we don't know it's never confirmed if she's a trad wife but it does <laughs> why wouldn't she be <laughs> uh, i don't know she might have a job steve that's very misogynistic oh i mean i assume. didn't know that uh a trad family meant that the wife didn't have a job it, i think it just oh refers... i thought you were talking about trad wives in particular i don't another thing. know what a trad wife is Oh, well, Steve, apparently I'm spending more time in the right-wing part of TikTok than you. Apparently you are. <laughs> do tell. Uh, v- videos making fun of trad wives, sure. which are like women who want to do like the 1950s traditional wife stay-at-home role. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but back to the topic at hand. So Too Cool for Christmas is actually the more progressive Canadian version of the movie where there's everything's exactly the same except that there's two dads. In fact, one of the two dads is the dad from A Very Cool Christmas that we watched. So basically, they the scenes where uh, in A Very Cool Christmas, it's the mom and dad. Mm-hmm. They did the scenes the exact same way, except it's, you two know, dads, two dads. My two dads. It's like the sitcom from the 50s. Wait, that is one, but right? Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they just like shot the same scenes pretty much from what, what I saw. It's just one of the movies has two dads and mm-hmm. one of the movies has a dad and a mom. But, uh, I mean, that's uh, great for uh, the guy who plays the dad who's in both versions because that means he could play straight or gay. I mean, he's uh, he goes both ways. Good, yeah. Good well, for his I've, career. <laughs> it's almost like he's an actor able to play a uh, different kind of kid. Well, actually, from the cl- clips that I've seen, I, I mean, there's literally no change to his right. character Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even – they probably, like, don't even, like, kiss or anything. They, but but I would be interested to see – remember the uh, – when um, – the barbecue scene. Yes, the barbecue scene. That's what so I there's was... a barbecue scene where in a very cool Christmas, the dad, you know, is like barbecuing and he hugs the mom and gives her a kiss and like mm-hmm. wraps his arms around from behind. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would assume that that's in there. I mean, because like I said, the clips that I saw, everything was verbatim. It's just 
another guy was reading the wife's lines. <laughs> and it works just fine. What a time to be alive. What a time and, and I know, to be like, alive. On the, I, like, I saw a scene of them on the couch together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I mean, they're not canoodling per se. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're like uh, being a little touchy with mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a married couple would be. So, I don't know. America just wasn't ready for that back in 2004. <laughs> And unfortunately, we seem to be even less ready for it, uh, at least here in my state, Florida. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, you but, want you want to dive a little bit uh, deeper. And uh, first, I guess before we dive too deep, uh, obviously, it's uh, this, uh, this is the recording of this. It's uh, the first Sunday of December, uh, so which means we're going to be covering nothing but Christmas crap for the rest of the month. Um, <laughs> and I say that lovingly, uh, but... That's what we do here. That's that's our traditions. We're we're a trad podcast, is what we are. All about traditions here, isn't that right, my hetero Puerto Rican life mate? Yes. yes. <laughs> Whatever you say. Way to take the ball and run with it. All right, here we go. Here's the uh, here's the bumper. Welcome to your feature presentation. Alrighty, so we've a very cool Christmas, which is the version we watched, premiered December twentieth, two thousand four, in both the U.S. and Canada. And here's the synopsis: Sixteen-year-old Lindsay decides to give Santa Claus an extreme makeover. It's a uh, one hour and thirty minutes, and it's rated TV fourteen, and uh, it's directed by a guy named Sam Irvin who uh, did some, he started out basically doing like some B movies, uh, like for uh, Full Moon. I don't know if you're familiar with the Full Moon world, (laughs) Uh, but he did Oblivion 1 and 2. And I actually watched uh, some of the trailer for Oblivion 1. It looks pretty awesome. Oblivion, the uh, Tom Cruise movie? Oh, no. no. This is is like early 80s, like late 70s, early 80s when this came out. Yeah, it's... uh, no, I don't think there's any relation between these two movies. Um, but he also did um, Elvira's Haunted Hills, and a uh, then basically mm, I'd like to never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and from uh, then on, basically he just does uh, tons of like TV movies. Uh, there's one called uh, Pretty Little Stalker. <laughs> I mean, that's that's got to be a winner. Um, and I definitely got uh, TV movie vibes from this movie because that's exactly what it was. All right. But uh, the writer here is one Michael Gilbart, and he mostly writes cartoons. He actually hasn't written very much. He did. He, uh, he, that's that's interesting because he, he plays Chuck also in the movie The Mall Guard. I thought it was his uh, brother. Wait, no, you're right. I mean, it's him. Unless nope. they're both named Michael Gilbert, and that's <laughs> some confusing parenting. You want to talk about some confusing parenting? <laughs> hey, Michael, hey. Michael, it's time to go to school. No, you're right. Yeah, so basically he wrote himself into the movie. And, uh, I mean, spoiler alert. I was going to say, he, he, he has very cartoon-like expressions. Like, he, he moves like a cartoon. He expresses his face like a cartoon. He, he's very cartoon-like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he wrote uh, the, I don't know if you remember that Total Drama um, animated show, but he wrote that. And then he wrote another version of it called Total Drama World Tour, something called Wayside. And then um, 
the latest buzz, uh, whatever that is. Um, well, he fancies himself some kind of comedian, which I, I think you can tell he's trying to, uh, I believe, use this movie as a vehicle to uh, jumpstart his own Jim Carrey-esque career. Oh, yeah. I got, his uh, mind. I got Jim Carrey vibes. I got uh, Michael Scott from The Office, so, like a little bit of Steve Carell mixed in there. Um, Dude, that is very complimentary of you. You're being I, I don't think he's bad or anything. Uh but uh, I, I don't think he's that nuanced. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, honestly, he made the movie for me. <laughs> oh, interesting. His... Well, you'll be happy to know uh, he has a comedy special called Michael Gelbart, All New Smash Hits. I, so... You know what? I would actually like to check that out. But, uh, but um, yeah, I don't want to say too much. Anyway, uh, who are some of the thespians who performed in A Very Cool Christmas? Okay, well, I'm going to go through these pretty quickly because there's kind of a lot of characters, but a lot of them haven't done much of anything uh, of note. So I'll just give you their names. But <laughs> like this nobody, well... Donna Mills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, aside from George Hamilton, I'd say she's the most uh, famous yeah, one. I was being facetious. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we've got, uh, I guess might as well mention again, Michael Galbart. He plays Chuck, which is like a security mall uh mall cop yeah there Steve's was like favorite. a uh, there was a trend of like mall cop movies going on in the early 2000s i will say this i would rather watch his uh acting as a mall cop over kevin james mall cop any day of the week i concur i concur uh, but but i also don't think kevin james is that funny like yeah, me either uh, me either he's terrible his shows uh, king of queens is terrible too his stand-up isn't good, and you know he's kind of a oddly shaped man. There's just nothing whoa, to like. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Are you fat shaming Kevin James? I am curious to see what the shape of his skull would look like under a X-ray. It's like, <laughs> it's like a trapezoid on its side or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's something's not right there. It's a Tetris piece. <laughs> Maybe a tetrahedron. But uh, anyway. Uh, enough geometry talk. Uh, moving right oh. along, we've got, of course, George Hamilton playing Santa Claus. As I mentioned, you might know him from Sextet from 1977. Uh, <laughs> and the happy hooker goes to Washington. Or you might know him from Roots. He was in Roots. I could see um, that. But playing a slave, right? <laughs> he's not that good of an actor. <laughs> he is pretty, pretty tan, though. Um, anyways, he's been in a bunch of stuff, um, but again, I, I, I think he's kind of most famous for being George Hamilton somehow. Mm -hmm. Just a mm -hmm. handsome, uh, forever tan man mm -hmm. who uh, seems whose hairline seems to only get better with age. Right, uh, and who also uh, just sort of, he just sort of has this like, it's kind of like a flat line of like acting. It's very laid back, at least for this movie, I'd say. Yeah, like like he seems like he's always just like the chill guy at a party. Mm, is yes. uh, I would how I would describe him. Right. But uh, he he's like if Ric Flair had some kind of stability in his life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. Like if Ric Flair was on downers, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not to say that George Hamilton has no energy. It's just Ric Flair has a little too much. Right. Anyways, moving right along. Uh, Lindsay, who is kind of our main character, mm. uh, she is played by Brooke Nevin. We are made to believe that she is 16 years old, even though she looks more like she's pushing 25 to 27. Thank you for mentioning um, that. 
Yeah. I mean, all the high school kids look like they're in their mid 20s or early 30s, right. which is typical for this era. Sure. Um, anyway, she's been in a bunch of stuff, 90 things, 90, uh, according to IMDb, a lot of guest spots. She was on 27 episodes of something called Call Me Fits, which I guess I'm guessing is what she's most known for. Mm-hmm. I know her from here. Uh, yeah, same here. <laughs> moving right along, we've got Donna Mills, who plays Mrs. Claus. She's not in this very, very much. Um, I think she's kind of mostly known for Knott's Landing. Okay. Uh, than anything but she's been in a bunch of stuff general hospital uh a lot, lot of things like that that you know your mom liked yeah probably uh, probably all right moving right along we've got uh playing Paige, who is her like Lindsay's best friend mm-hmm. is played by adrian carter uh she's done a lot of voiceover stuff more recently or well like 20 years ago at this point but do you think she uh, had sex like, with frank welker <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Didn't Frank Walker do some My Little Pony? <laughs> yeah, well, she did a bunch of My Little Pony. So, ah, uh, I bet she did. Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Star Trek connections this episode, but there were like uh, the people in this were in things with people from Star Trek, like Roots, obviously, you know, LeVar Burton. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like his first real big break. He was in that. Uh, this girl, Adrian Carter, was in an episode of Beyond Belief, hosted by Jonathan Frakes. Um, <laughs> I love your dedication. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Ryan McDonald, he plays our the hottest guy, the hottest thirty-five-year-old in high school. I love the. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say he is like the typical like early two thousands. I don't know, douchebag kind of look or whatever. But uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. He's he's like an emo jock. Yeah, somehow he's both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, he has a he has a look to him. I'll give him. Uh, I'm sensitive, but I want to have sex with you. Uh. (laughs) Well, did you know he was in six episodes of Battlestar Galactica? The remake. Well, yeah, obviously the remake. No. Yeah, no, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, Steve. He's actually 75 years old. Wow, he's well preserved. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I think he drank some of George Hamilton's blood or something. (laughs) He's using Um, the tan, the tanning ointment. That's what he's doing. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, uh, yeah, like a minor character. I think he was one of the uh, one of the pilots, Mm. uh, Gonzo. But like, you know, he's one of those guys. He has a line or two, a few episodes, and then I'm sure he gets killed. Um, Anyways, uh, moving right along. um, We've got I mean, that's kind of the main main cast that comes up a lot. Although there is also Alexa, which is Lindsay's um, little sister Mm -hmm. played by Jodel Furland. I actually did recognize her from something that she's much better in, uh, Dark Matter, which was a sci-fi channel uh, original series. It got canceled a few years ago. It only got three seasons. Mm-hmm. There was also a guy in it from uh, some from something we watched like a week or two ago. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, from one of the RoboCop things. Oh, hmm. Um, nice. He was in it. But uh, it's a pretty good show. It doesn't take itself too seriously. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, anyways, I think she was also in Silent Hill, I want to say. Hmm. I think she was like the little girl from oh, Silent yeah. Hill. Yep. Okay. Yep. She was Alessa from Silent Hill. I think those are the two kind of things that she's most recognized from. Um, that's kind of everybody that I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, you, you and well, you already sort of, uh, did we talk about the dad and some of the stuff he was on? Oh my God. Yes. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> the dad, his name is 
Stan, I think, right? Stan. Uh, yeah, Stan. He's played by Barkley Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen him in The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually been in a lot of stuff. He's one of those guys, again, you recognize his face, but you never see him like as the leading man in something. Um, I, I guess people would probably know him from Riverdale, though, because he was like on oh, a bunch of episodes yeah. of Riverdale. Okay. Oh, are you a Riverdale head? Uh, we used to watch it. I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, Sandy, she wanted to watch it. And, you know, as a longtime Archie reader, I was curious. Uh, and depending on the season, it was actually pretty entertaining. It's like this... Re- well, I want to watch it because I know it gets like... It, it, it Much like Family Matters, it becomes like sci-fi and supernatural. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's way over the top. Um, like, and it knows it, it sort it leans into the camp. Um, but, uh, yeah, but depending on the season, it's either really good or really kind of forgettable. We, we don't really watch it anymore. I don't even know if it's on, but, uh, but yeah, for a couple seasons there, definitely worth a watch. Let's become a Riverdale podcast. No. Um, all right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's Barkley Hope. And, uh, I think that's the only people I was going to mention unless you had somebody to mention. Um, no, no, I think you pretty much, uh, covered uh, everyone worth talking about. Yeah. I mean, if you're curious, Adam Harrington plays the 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 other husband in the uh, progressive version mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of Too Cool for Christmas. Stop! stop. You're going to hurt our numbers on Rumble. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I'm sure we've got no numbers on Rumble. <laughs> uh, fine by me. All right. Uh, shall we jump into the plot? I almost said plizot. Jingle those bells, buddy. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we open up with uh, Alexa. Again, that's a little sister trying to wake up her big sister, Lindsay. Um, and we, we, we get an early indication of the quality of writing when Lindsay says, what excuse could you have for interrupting my REM? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the line is delivered because the, the girl that plays Lindsay, she's not a terrible actress per se. Here she she's is. Not, but this opening line is terrible. It's like whenever a line, I, I I think it's like whenever she thinks a line is stupid, she just cannot bring herself to like, you know, say it convincingly. I hear you, but yeah, this was uh, this definitely sort of set the I, I would say it set a precedent that I thought that she was just going to be absolutely awful, uh, and uh, I was just like, that's your I've been asleep voice. <laughs> like, it's just uh, yeah. Um, I feel like they shot some of this like in order, mm-hmm. which for those that don't know, it's that's not very common. No. But uh, the reason why I say that is because early on in the film, she's very like clueless, like the movie Clueless. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a lot like Alicia Silverstone's character. She kind of talks like that. And that's kind of how she delivers this first line. And maybe like the lines, the first like 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then suddenly it stops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They And also the... um lighting here is really weird i felt like it was midday when she was being woken up i'm like geez Lindsay, did you go to the castle and get trashed last night or something and little sis has to come in and wake you up in the middle of the day but then they go downstairs and the lighting is a little bit better and it feels more like uh morning uh like morning I, but i feel like the l- lighting is weird all over this movie <laughs> Yeah, the lighting is all over the place, especially once they start to use uh, green screens. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fun, um, yeah. All right, so um, so Lindsay uh, finally agrees to go downstairs because uh, her 
or yeah, her little sister reminds her that it's Christmas. So Lindsay's like, oh, presents. Mm -hmm. So she goes down there. The parents are down there. The the, the straight parents are down there. And uh, <laughs> thank you for mentioning that. I was almost offended for a second. You know what would have been hilarious? What? Because it turns out that this is a dream. Mm -hmm. If she went down there and the gay parents were down there. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Lindsay is very uh, far, very far right. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, because this does turn into a nightmare for her. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, so she, cause as she's opening the presents down there, uh, and this stuff, like this movie's so weird because man, there's like some stuff that's like funny, but then there's also some stuff that's just like not funny. And there's some stuff that you're like, this should be funny, but I'm not laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with you. There's, um, it, it, I, I feel like they didn't, you know, they didn't like set a consistent tone. Like sometimes they're super over the top campy as in this opening, and it is a dream sequence, so I guess it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But other times, stuff is taken like deadly serious. So it's right, just a little... right. I feel like um, I don't know if you've exactly gotten to it yet, but yeah. So this is basically the cold open, and uh, it looks like the editor had a lot of fun when she starts opening the presents, mm -hmm. and like it's like they speed up the, um, you know, the the speed. Yeah, there's like sound effects yeah, too yeah. thrown in. Like like the first thing she opens up is a Chanel. Uh, her first present is a Chanel purse, but. Like the little Chanel C's like fall off mm -hmm. when they fall off. It goes like boing. <laughs> yeah, very uh, Xena season four. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so like it's it's like, okay, so the first present is the Chanel purse, but it's a fake. Mm -hmm. She screams about that. She opens up <laughs> their next present and there's a tag on the jeans that says last year's jeans. Right, right. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Then she get opens up another one. It's a pair of not Nike shoes, but Zyke shoes. Yeah. And instead of just do it, it says, go ahead and get get it over with or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> See, I I've always enjoyed Zykes. I don't know what the everybody always talks trash about them, you know? Oh. <laughs> Anyways, the parents start laughing like maniacs and she yells about how she was good all year. And then in the vein of Darth Vader screaming, no, she screams <laughs> Santa. Right. Yeah, with the with an above head shot of her. Yeah, it's, I love she. It's pretty funny. She ran right, uh, you know, to the area where they could like hang the camera from upstairs. Basically, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, now we see like Lindsay actually wakes up and she goes to school. Wait, wait, before and, you know, we get... before we get too far away, and I forget. Okay, so already the the questions start appearing in the back of my mind. <laughs> so. In a dream, in her dream, she was asleep and dreamed that her sister came and woke her up. Like, mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense. At least the way, by the way they shot it. Like, you think... You've never had a, you've never had a dream where you're sleeping in the dream? Uh, and then not someone come and wake me up. I mean, I've woken up on my own in a dream. But, like, I wouldn't dream that I was asleep and then you came and woke me up. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, it's a dream, so you know it can anything can happen in a dream. Yep. So I, I think you're looking too much. <laughs> no, but dreams are usually like uh, here. This is the way it would make sense to me if it was shot from Lindsay's POV and like you know the they fade in and she's looking like right at her sister and the sister's looking right at us. But you've never had a dream where you see that you're in the dream dreaming. You've never had a third person view, camera view of your. Uh, no, I have. Dream? I guess I have, but never. While I was asleep in the dream, 
Well, Steve, this is why you lack the creative talent of one Michael Gerber or whatever his name was. <laughs> Michael Gerber? Gilbart, you what mean? Gilbart? Sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of your favorite comedian. Uh, <laughs> All right, whatever. You know, you, you, you lack his vision, I guess. I guess you know? I do. I, this is a very, it's really an inception-y right here. It's just too too yeah. much for well, my... this is obviously, this is where Chris Nolan got the idea from. Well, he actually stole it from a DuckTales episode, but that's another, that's another podcast. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah. All right, moving okay. on. So, so real life, Lindsay, you know, she goes to school. We see that she has uh, lives in a very nice house. She has a very nice car, like a red convertible. Mm. Isn't that isn't a red convertible what they had in Clueless also, actually? Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie is it's Clueless meets, I don't know, Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> like, All right. So Lindsay picks up her friend um, and they talk about her dream and uh they make some jokes. There's some stupid jokes in there about low carb diets. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we find out that uh, Alexa, or excuse me, Lindsay is 16. Um, and uh, basically, the gist of the conversation is that her best friend's family, uh, whose name I already forgot what it was, Paige, mm-hmm. uh, Paige's family is going away on the ski trip, and Paige uh, wants Lindsay to go. I mean, Lindsay wants to go too, mm-hmm. um, but she hasn't told Lindsay hasn't told her family that she won't be home for Christmas because she's going to go on the ski trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, herein lies, I guess, our first plot point. Right. Uh, so then we get this flashback, one of many flashbacks, uh, slash one of many montages, kind of. Oh, there's so many um, montages in this movie. At least four. Yeah. yeah. So we see, like, like, where I guess Lindsay's remembering a previous Christmas where her uncle showed up dressed up like Santa, and he's overweight, and for a beard, he's got, like, cotton balls glued to his face. And uh, naturally, he's just asking for more potatoes to be added to his plate or whatever. So this is Lindsay talking about how lame their Christmases are. Right. Um, but don't worry. That uncle shows up later if, you, <laughs> if you're worried. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, I actually legit laughed out loud later. I, j- j- just to uh, – a uh, spoiler – when the uncle shows up later for like real Christmas, mm-hmm. he's got he's there at Santa again and he's got a beard on, but this time the beard is a white grocery Plastic store bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know. That was one of those so things stupid. that it was I so stupid. felt like I should have laughed at but didn't. Sort of just rolled my eyes. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like, I should be laughing at this, but by then the movie really starts to drag, I feel like. No, it drags so really like... bad in the uh, in the middle, um, yeah, that as too. we're about to see. <laughs> so we're at school now, and Paige and Lindsay are walking around, and they see a boy coming d- down the hall towards them, and this is Anderson, our hottie. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we find out Lindsay has a crush on him, and Lindsay gets all nervous and, like, tries to, like, hide and uh behind a locker mm. uh but he comes up to them and starts talking to them and coincidentally him and his boys are also going on a ski trip the exact same dates as uh Lindsay and Paige so they're going to the same place also so Lindsay and Paige are like yeah we'll see you there or more Paige is like yeah we'll see you there and Lindsay's kind of cold to him because we find out that uh Lindsay has been basically her she she has a crush on this guy but <laughs> she's been playing hard to get to the extreme she's said that she's been like purposely ignoring him and like being rude to him all year and waiting for her moment which i love it because that definitely sounds like woman logic to me 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that Michael uh, Gilbert or whatever mm-hmm. has uh, not had much luck with ladies. He may be a bit, a bit of an incel situation because <laughs> later, as we see, uh, when we see it, so <laughs> there's another part where Chuck, the security guard, uh, Chuck talks Lonely. about. Yeah, somebody, like, the girls recognize him, and he's trying to get them in trouble. He, they're like, hey, didn't we see you on this dating show? Yeah. And they cut to a clip of the dating show, and he's like, oh, yeah, I think the date went great. He's wearing his mall outfit in the post-date <laughs> interview, which is pretty fucking funny. Uh, uh, and then mm. and he's like, yeah, I might take her out for another date. And then they cut to the girl he went on a date with, and she just screams at the camera. <laughs> yeah. See, stuff like that, the really, like, sort of, I I swear, I think he saved, like, the best jokes for himself, basically. Um, but Yeah, yes, for sure. Stuff like that really made me laugh hard. And if they could have had, like, more of that, then, well, maybe we could have had something. But uh, anyway. Yeah, like, like, he, like, he's got another funny line later that I'll love. Uh, oh, and his see. monologue at the end when he's talking to the parents. Oh, man. <laughs> I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the monologue was pretty good. He committed. He committed. He did. Oh, yeah, I got to give him that. All right. So we also then get this weird scene where, like, Lindsay's fantasizing about being on the trip with Anderson. And they're, like, on a romantic date. Uh, and at this point, Lindsay like tells Paige, "Okay, I'm definitely going on the trip," as if to imply, I, I guess now that her whole thing is like she's going to go whether or not her parents give her permission. Right. Right. Yeah. So Lindsay finally goes to talk to her parents uh, about it, and she tries to convince them to celebrate Christmas on December 28th. And she does this with like a pres by sh- giving them like a presentation full of graphs, like paper graphs, <laughs> explaining how much money they could save by mm-hmm. celebrating a few days later. Uh, she almost accidentally like lets it slip to her little sister that Santa isn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did you think about this whole thing with these these charts? She had like a flip book with charts. Yeah, I mean it's funny and over the top. Uh, not, I mean I wouldn't say funny. I mean it's over the top and cartoony. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Um, which I this mean, is definitely like geared towards watching it with your family if your family includes like a 12 year old 10 year old or something like right that. or you know watching it with your two dads or two moms <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> just make sure you get the right version. all right so Lindsay's parents uh say that they what's the what's the lesbian parents version call <laughs> all right so let's see we've got two you know a very cool christmas coolest christmas i guess what is it probably just be the coolest christmas the coolest christmas yeah there you go yeah sorry that's sorry that, that was a bit anticlimactic folks <laughs> <laughs> all right Lindsay tries to uh, like i said Lindsay's convincing her parents but they say that um they don't want her to go she uh her her next attempt to convince him is by telling them that the hottest boy in school is going to be there and i did kind of laugh at this like the dad sarcastically agrees because it's the hottest boy in school mm-hmm. and not the second hottest boy mm-hmm. which knowing that there's like a uh, a version where the dad has a husband just makes it all the funnier. Right. Like, yeah. hey, in some other universe, he gets it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is the beginning right. of the multiverse, you hell. Don't you get it? That's right. <laughs> uh, this is this is going to be where everything, everywhere, all at once, too, begins. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Wow. All right. The dad says no, and that's final. He walks away. <clears throat> and the mom who looks like she's about five years older than Lindsay. Yeah, I was about, yeah, uh, mom and Lindsay look around the same age. Yeah. Uh, she says, you know, I agree with your dad, and the mom kind of talks about how Lindsay's always selfish and always wants something, um, which is kind of an ongoing theme where Lindsay is worried about being selfish, mm-hmm. worried about being perceived as selfish, 
but continues to be pretty selfish uh, throughout 90% of the Yeah, movie. it's weird. Though. We talked about earlier how, um, you know, clearly she's supposed to be like Alicia Silverstone um, from uh, Clueless. But right. it's like she's not that dumb. And then they even say that she gets a straight A's at one point. Yes, that's my literally my the next thing I had in my notes mm-hmm. is that. I should point out that Lindsay is portrayed as a ditz, mm-hmm. but also gets straight A's. But but wasn't Silverstone's character also pretty smart? Well, I never actually saw Clueless. Um, I, I think so, because she like wrote like some computer program mm-hmm. to like take out her clothes. So it was the idea that, you know, you can be book smart, but still be, I don't know, sort of socially inept. I guess that's like the, or still be selfish, I suppose. Well, I, I get, well she's spoiled. She's spoiled yeah. is what it is. Oh, are we talking um, about uh, Clueless <laughs> or this movie? This movie. Well, mm-hmm. both, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because uh, in this movie, it's not like she she it's not so much that she's ditzy. It's just more like she's oblivious to the problems of people without money, mm-hmm. I guess is what I or the lives of people without money. But we've got creative cavey here in the chat. He said, uh, sometimes you got to be your own Santa. This is the real world. No fear. <laughs> nice. All right. So um, anyways, uh, so they tell her no. Uh, Lindsay and Paige go to the mall. And uh, it sounds like from the conversation, Lindsay's going to. Well, she says she's going to go on the trip regardless of what her parents say. This is when we're introduced to Chuck, uh, the mall cop. Mm -hmm. And uh, his introduction is him like taking like free samples from the food court (laughs) from, you know, one of those guys that's like giving you like free bourbon chicken samples or something. Mm hmm. And the guy's like, oh, you know, you've taken too many. He's like, oh, you know, basically he's just abusing his power, telling him, hey, I protect you people here in the mall. You know, you guys owe me these. You know, uh, he makes some comment about like, oh, you know, you're endangering the lives of young children and women by serving these uh, samples on a a sharp toothpick. I could write you up. And the guy's (laughs) like, no, no, please take all the ones that you want. Um, And some other mall cop shows up who's like the new mall cop and kind of chuck's lackey i don't think we ever even get a name for him do we no that guy he doesn't even serve any purpose to the plot he's just uh i'm guessing that his schedule probably didn't allow him to do the rest of the movie like 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 they like use him (laughs) for one day and uh and do you think that he's uh he's it's an asian guy um i don't think we even mentioned the actor um in the casting part, but whatever, he's he's not much he's not in there that much he's only in a couple scenes is he doing like a Chinese accent? I couldn't tell. Like, I I got the feeling that this guy doesn't actually have the accent that he's yeah, putting on. Yeah, that's... which is, I I guess if you're gonna have a guy do a fake, somewhat racist accent, hire the Asian guy to do it. But real weird. <laughs> yeah, real I weird. Mean, it's weird. <laughs> uh, Creative Kibby was asking in the chat if this is some kind of Disney special. No, I think this was a. Uh, Hallmark, I think, had it at some point, or Lifetime. I guess it's just sort of (laughs) like a virus. It's jumped around from channel to channel because, uh, yeah, I couldn't find just sort of like a standalone uh, premiere channel. But I imagine it would probably be Hallmark, something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the, so this is basically to establish that Chuck is a jerk. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he like like all cops, he abuses his power. You know, a cab, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He is Uh, (laughs) the the villain or antagonist of this film, Uh, even though like, I mean, how well we'll see at the end. It's like, what was he ever going to do to stop Santa Claus, the magical being? But I guess he's more Lindsay's antagonist than anybody else. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, he, none of his like plans really make any sense. Nope. Like, <laughs> no, uh, as we'll say. find out soon. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So Paige and Lindsay are walking around the mall. They see one of those like uh, sit with Santa kind of things, whatever mm-hmm. they call it, meet Santa mm-hmm. things at the mall. Meet and greet. They, they make, yeah, they make this weird complaint about like the women working the Santa thing are like too attractive. Wearing too, yeah. yeah. Like they're too attractive and they're like, Oh, I guess it's something for the dads to look at. But I mean, they're not really wearing anything like revealing or anything. It's just I like, whatever. I'm like, were they trying to be meta for like the movie itself? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. But then we, but then we see uh, that the mall Santa is walking into like a high end clothing, clothing store the guy working there, you know, because the mall Santa is in the full mall Santa getup. And uh, the guy working there is a big dick to Santa. Mm-hmm. Santa asks how much a suit costs. And the guy's like, if you uh, have to ask how much it costs, you can't afford right. to shop here. And Santa leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> creative. I was asking if they have a scene where they visit the Hallmark store. Uh, they do not. In fact, <laughs> uh, the store I mentioned is, oh, no, I guess they do visit a few other stores, but it's like in a. One of many montages. <clears throat> yes. Um, okay. So, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. So the mall cop, uh, I'm sorry, uh, back to Paige and Lindsay who walk past the mall cops. And uh, the mall cop, Chuck, is talking about how much he hates teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, how he, like, you know, he gets no thanks for, his, for the work he does to protect people at the mall. And that we've also found out that Chuck's dad was a captain in the police force mm-hmm. and that Chuck like tried out for the police force, but didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He has some excuse. I can't, I can't remember what his excuse was. Oh yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, you could tell that he is definitely the, the writer here because he's adding in all this backstory for Chuck that we really don't need. Yeah. It's really weird. Like the movie could be like, 20 minutes shorter if you cut out the Chuck's. Yeah, oh, I actually, uh, by the end of the film, I was like, this isn't Lindsay's movie. This is Chuck's movie. <laughs> this is like Chuck's villain uh, origin story. Yeah, basically. basically. So, anyways, the mall cop, by the way, if you hate teenagers, why work at a mall? Yeah, it really makes no sense. Well, because he cares about the mall. <laughs> of course, yeah. according <laughs> to his monologue at the end, he really cares about yeah. it, but it's too late. So, anyways, so Chuck's plan is to get rid of teenagers is to get these particular girls uh, kicked out of the mall, Lindsay in particular. And then because he thinks like other teenagers will follow and stop right. going to the mall. Now, so you think that uh, when the guy throws the hamburger at him, he uses that as an excuse to attack Lindsay? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, basically. Cause, yeah. So like you mentioned like a hamburger gets thrown at. Uh, a hamburger like punk that miraculously boys. stays together. Bun and meat. Yeah, all... yeah. This hamburger, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it never falls apart. And, uh, you know, so Chuck looks around to see, like, who threw it. He thinks it's Lindsay. Uh, and so he goes over there, and he starts uh, talking to them and that he's going to give him a citation. And this is when they, like, say that they recognize him from, like, a dating show. And we get that clip I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And Chuck says, hey, if you ever do anything like that again, I will have you banned from the mall. That's, yeah, that's his, like, uh, way of stri- lashing out at people, basically. Like, when people are like, yeah. oh, this guy was mean to me, so I'm going to unfriend him on Facebook. Like, that's basically what <laughs> Chuck does. Yeah, Basically. Except Chuck is kicking you off of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
So the girls, for some reason, I can't remember why, they decide to go see Santa. They, I, I, I can't remember the reason why they came up to go see him, but they go, uh, they don't sit on his lap. They're like, we'll sit next to you, not on you. That's gross. And uh, they're just dickheads to him. Oh, yeah. They, they're insulting his weight and his style. Lindsay's insulting his style. And she's like, how could Miss Claus like you when you look like this? <laughs> and... And then weirdly, like as they get up to leave and Santa Claus just takes in stride, he's like, all right, well, why don't you two uh, motherfuckers get out of here? He doesn't say right. that, but, you know, he kind of sends them on their way. Uh, Lindsay, like you can tell she starts to feel bad about what she said as they're walking away. Um, and Lindsay, like, is asking Paige if she thinks she's selfish. Paige says no, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um Lindsay goes back to the mall, Santa, and apologizes. Uh, Santa tells Lindsay about his marital troubles, complete with a flashback to Santa and Ms. Claus cuddling on a couch uh, before his work drove a wedge between them. Yeah, I love how uh, the basically the catalyst for Santa's story is uh, he and uh, Mrs. Claus, uh, you know, they're not too active in the old boudoir, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, basically, uh, Santa got too busy because you kids won't stop asking him for shit. (laughs) That's basically what he says. Um, And um, you have to do it. You have to say it like George Hamilton's like, oh, yes, I I got tired of you kids asking for more shit. Like he's just in the most uh, laid back way possible. Yeah, yeah. But but then he he smiled. You know, I don't know if George Hamilton's Hamilton's teeth are as white as they appear. Or it's just that he's so tanned that, like, by the contrast. But wait, at, at this point, though, he didn't look... He's not tanned. Yeah, yeah, and that, that makes me think. Do you, uh, do you reckon that George Hamilton is, like, tan all the time, and then they put makeup on it to make him less tan? I was going to ask... Dude, I had it in my notes to ask you if you thought that that's what they did, because I am 100% convinced that they just basically white-faced... <laughs> Uh, I'm so offended. George Hamilton. I'm so offended. Yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 had to like whiteface George Hamilton to look more Santa esque, right. if you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, creative KV wrote, uh, uh, "I'm imagining some thick girl Valley accent." Yeah, uh, but it's inconsistent. Right. Creative KV. Lindsay's character sometimes she's kind of Valley girlish, sometimes she's not, right. and I think at this point she almost completely stops doing the accent. Yeah, yeah, it uh, clears up um, pretty fast. But anyway, so, yeah, Santa's t- telling her how, uh, you know, he has problems with Miss Claus. Lindsay offers to help Santa with a makeover. And we get a montage of Santa and Lindsay working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get we see him doing aerobics, you know, different uh, on a bicycle. But he's always in the Santa suit. Right. Um, and, and there's also like a few other things like uh, Santa. J- just to be clear, this Santa, this mall Santa is also the real Santa. Yes, he just happened to be working at this mall in, I don't know, this like town where they shot this. Like felt like someplace in the southeast. Like almost felt like Valdosta, Georgia, to me or something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, it felt like 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 a little rural town that happens to have a big mall for it. Yeah, for the town exactly. And uh, I also got. Um, vibes from uh, Santa with muscles because these are just both Christmas movies that take place in areas with like no snow and like very little, uh, I don't know, sort of Christmas vibes because of uh, where they take place basically. 
Um, so yeah, Creative Kivy was, you know, talking about how it's hilarious how actors just change their accent throughout the production and the director doesn't notice. And I think the direct, I, I think they shot some of this in order is what happened. Mm-hmm. And the director initially told her to play it up like uh, Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. And then at some point they just dropped it. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, they, they don't have the money to go back and reshoot. They got to save that reshoot money for the too cool for Christmas version with two dads. Right. And plus, I mean, this is a TV movie, so I'm sure they were like shooting fast and loose. Uh, yeah. They, uh, yeah. as you said, they didn't have a lot of time to go back and do reshoots because uh, you're not Valley Girl enough. Hey, I need more Valley Girl. Yeah. So anyway, so we see this like and by the way, uh, when Lindsay was talking to Santa, he was like saying things, you know, to clue you in that he's the real Santa. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, can you stop referring to your wife as Miss Claus? And he's like, would you prefer Miss Kringle? Yeah. You know, th- things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so this montage goes over three weeks of them working out over those next three weeks. Santa loses like 50 pounds yeah, somehow. It's, uh, miraculous. Not since uh, Battlestar Galactica have I seen a guy lose uh, <laughs> weight that quickly. Oh my God. I, I used to have a shirt uh, that said, like, I love fat Lee Adama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a deep was- cut. I like it. And it, and it was and on it, it had like a like a drawing of him. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember this scene from Battlestar Galactica where he's like shirtless and he's got the fat suit on. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, that, that was actually one of my favorite subplots from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> of course it was. Because <laughs> it was so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Uh, Creative KV, I don't think this was supposed to be a film festival. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe some kind of tanning festival. Yeah, there you uh, go. Winner, the... But uh the Sundance Tanning Festival. I rem- I know yeah. it well. So th- in this montage, though, there is a really, well, I thought it was a really funny scene. We see Santa Claus in the locker room, and there's two other guys in the locker room talking. And the guy, one guy is, like, telling his his buddy, hey, uh, you know that girl that was on the XYZ machine, exercise machine? Yeah, I banged her the other night. Don't tell my wife about it. Ha, ha, ha. And then and Santa's like all disappointed when he overhears this and he pulls out like a notepad or something and he crosses the guy's name off the good list. Like that guy in the back, I was like, man, was that Mike LaBosca? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I assume he doesn't listen. So, uh, but uh, t- tell him I love him. Tell him no, I said I hello. All right. Uh, more importantly, let's hope his uh, significant other uh, does not listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyways, we cut to Chuck, the mall cop again, and he's like writing up this old lady that has a walking stick, a mm. uh, cane or something. He's like writing her up for walking too slowly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, saying that, you know, she's a danger to like the, the mall flow of traffic or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And as he's writing her up again, the punk boys throw a hamburger at him. Uh, but Chuck uh, kind of leaves because he's like scared of them, basically. Right. You know, he right. doesn't confront. So now we see that uh, Lindsay is buying Santa clothes. We get a montage mm-hmm. of Santa trying on clothes, including like uh, like Run DMC Adidas like sweats, but they're like green and red, like Santa yeah, Claus, Miami and- Vice like suit, white suit, basically, yeah, yeah. with eighties music. I can't re- playing in the background. Yeah, and, and George Hamilton's doing the classic. I'm a white guy, middle aged white guy doing the yo 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 kind of thing. That killed me, killed me deep inside. Yeah, and then Lindsay kind of does it too. Yeah. Although I think she's supposed to do it sarcastically, mm-hmm. but. 
I don't I know. I thought Lindsay it, it, it didn't understand weird. sarcasm, according to her dad. But yeah, what do I true. know? Well, maybe that ex- that explains why her delivery was so poor. I think, Steve. <laughs> that's just good characterization. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Santa eventually ends up with a really nice suit mm-hmm. uh, that he's picked up for what he's going to wear, but he still has his long hair and beard. So Lindsay says, we got to take you to a salon for a haircut. Santa says that Miss Claus cuts his hair basically with a Flowbee. He says like a vacuum cleaner, which is a fl- what a Flowbee mm-hmm. is. But this so is one I of many, like, wow, he... many random 2000s references that uh, show up. Well, like the Flowbee was more like mid 90s. I think even by this point, the Flowbee was like a little bit of a dated reference. But uh, oh, there's many. Certainly a lot more dated now. I mean, there was an Energizer uh, Bunny reference earlier in the film. Uh, oh yeah, I can't remember yeah, what yeah. it was for, but I was like, "Oh, that's going in my notes." <laughs> Creative KV says, "I can't tell if you're selling us this movie or if it's a grave warning." You know, I gotta be honest. Even at this point, I'm not sure how I'm going to rate. Same this. here. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait till the end, buddy. I know you will. Wait till the All end. All right. So uh, they take him to get to a hairdresser to get his hair cut, and of course, the hairdresser, he's super flamboyant. You know, typical... which it's kind of a. Like, yeah, it's kind of ironic that they would have like a like your gay stereotype from the early 2000s where it's like a guy that's he's a hairdresser so he's got to be gay if he's a guy and he's super over the top yeah. considering that yeah, I, you know, there's the the version of this movie with two dads right. instead. I I hear you, but this thing is it's very cartoony. I don't think it's done out of like malice or anything. I I don't I don't think so either. Uh yeah. but you know, I I think and I don't think the Asian accent guy was not a malice either. Right. I think that they were trying to do something over the top and funny. Yes. But it's like when you have like several of those things and then there's a it's kind of like, uh, like, why? But um, anyway, um, see, I think it would have been more funny if you make your hairdresser, your male hairdresser, like super butch and like super like right, like alpha a, a dude who yeah works out or something with, with yeah, a Punisher like subvert shirt. The expectations. Yeah. 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 Well, like have. I mean, this is a very like a this is a very cool Christmas. I don't think they're gonna try to subvert anyone's expectations. They're just trying to like kill an hour and a half, and give like the family a couple of chuckles, basically. I guess so. Yeah. Creative KV said he's theorizing that Santa goes to jail after some retribution. <laughs> Man, um, that's fun. Hmm. Um, so uh, unfortunately, no one goes to jail. <laughs> so uh so the, t- the makeover takes uh we see a bunch of like different haircuts on mm. santa um eventually they cut his hair short and then they do like this weird sequence uh for cutting his beard where like the beard hair is just like flying yeah. up into the air yeah, yeah. so uh and then they take santa to get a tan mm-hmm. uh and then once he comes out we finally get to see george hamilton uh, in his George Hamilton essence, wearing a nice, well-fitted suit, yeah. tan, looking like a million and bucks. And just in he case out you're and... thinking, you know, what you are what you need to picture in your mind, it's like, they didn't, like, turn him into, like, sort of an updated 2000s, like, Santa Claus or something. They just turned him into George Hamilton, the same one yeah. that shows up into all those sketches playing himself, basically. His, like, suit isn't even, like, red or has white trim. It's, like, literally a suit from George Hamilton's closet, like, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it looks, it's very nicely, like, tailored. It looks good on him and all that stuff. But, yeah, it, it's George Hamilton, yeah, and there, basically. And there's no indication that he's uh, Santa, which, I don't know. I mean, 
not saying I had high expectations for this film, but like I hate when movies do that and then you lose like any kind of indication that he was like Santa at all. They did the same thing and did you ever see Jesus Christ versus vampires or Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter? No, no, that's sacrilegious and I would never <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but I haven't seen it. Uh, well, it's uh, it's pretty fun, but yeah, like after like ten, he shows up in your typical Jesus outfit, but then they give him a makeover and he doesn't look like Jesus anymore. So, kind of kills the comedy and the mystique, basically, which is I, what I feel like what is what happened here. <laughs> well, I didn't mind so much because I came to the movie for George uh, <laughs> Hamilton more than Santa. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I watch a George Hamilton movie to see George Hamilton be George <laughs> Hamilton. So I when was, I, when I, I was saw like, him finally in uh, the Shakespeare in the Park production of Romeo and Juliet, he just played George Hamilton. He didn't even play Romeo. Look, 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 Steve, in most Christmas movies, the big mo- reveal moment is when X character Tim Allen or whoever finally becomes your stereotypical Santa. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. In a George Hamilton movie, the Iron Man suit moment is when he's George yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> so if he were playing Superman, Superman would just turn into George Hamilton is what you're saying. Yeah, if he was really super. Yeah, right. All right. Sorry. I'm glad we're so in agreement. Anyways, yeah. Moving right along, Santa, you know, now looking all George Hamilton-esque, goes to uh, Santa Hamilton, if you will. Yes. He goes back to the upscale store from earlier where they treated him like like jerk, or they were jerks to him, I should mm-hmm. say. And he tells them that they made a mistake for not believing in Santa and being rude, and that they're not going to... He tells the guy that was rude to me he's not going to get anything for Christmas, which I love that Santa's, like, petty. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's going <laughs> to rain down Santa's vengeance, San, Santa Hamilton's like the, vengeance. This little aside, because he does this, like he tells like uh, Lindsay that, oh, I'll be back. I got I'll meet you in like 20 minutes. I got something to go take care of. So like Santa secretly has all these like petty like feuds that he's just like (laughs) uh, resolving. So I love I kind of love that. It's uh, fun for Santa. Anyway, uh, Lindsay and Santa now they're in the food court. Uh, There were also some like ladies like eyeballing Santa, like talking about how hot he is. And actually. When they reveal George Hamilton, Lindsay says, 16-year-old Lindsay says, wow, for an older guy, you're pretty hot. Yeah, Lindsay is a red-blooded American female That's <laughs> who likes to bang, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but good, good and for no her. No one can resist uh, George Hamilton. I guess not. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so, uh, so Anderson shows up at the food court, mm. um, and uh, Lindsay tries to hide from him behind Santa, mm. But Anderson sees her. Anderson compliments Santa. Everybody wants to bang Santa. Anderson compliments Santa and, you know, he says something about his suit being real nice Mm. and he just gives him like the seductive look. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) Lindsay and Anderson have a... That may or may not have happened, everyone. (laughs) I think it happened. Lindsay and Anderson have um, an awkward conversation and Anderson leaves and uh, Santa like actually thinks that Lindsay hates Anderson Mm. Because of the way she treats him. Uh, Santa and Lindsay talk about the the ski trip. And Lindsay like, explains her stupid, I big, you know, plan to be rude to him all year right. just to kiss him now. <laughs> even though she didn't know until three weeks ago that he was even going on this trip. But Right. Whatever. But she doesn't even say kiss. She says, be alone with him. Be alone That's right. with him. 
Oh, that could mean she might be planning to kill him. <laughs> yeah, in a different movie, a different Lifetime movie. Yeah, that could be happening. <laughs> Creative KV in the chat had another No Fear shirt. This could actually work for a uh, wrestling shirt, too. No need to have suspension of disbelief if you never believed in the first place. No, no fear. fear. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm... Yeah, that, that, that's also uh, for your local church. <laughs> oh, nailed. <laughs> Zing. Oh, nailed. <laughs> Ah, I, I got a million of them. Uh, layers upon layers. Only That's that Michael Gilbert inspired comedy. Pilot this show. Ah, uh, uh, you lost me. Pontius there. Pilot. <laughs> Pontius Pilot. What? The guy who crucified Jesus? Pontius Pilot. I mean, what do you mean the guy who... Are you talking about Judas? The guy that, like, betrayed Jesus? No, the guy who nailed uh, Jesus to the cross. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I I thought you were trying to say, like, the guy that betrayed him. I'm like, that's not who betrayed him. No, all right. This is taking (laughs) a... Jericho has a song about this. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate that song so much. Anyway. I'm kind of over it, too. Um, Okay, back to the story here. Um... So Lindsay says that, you know, this is a chance to finally spend time alone with them. She says that she's rejected him 27 times. Um, Santa thinks Lindsay's approach is weird. uh, And she gets mad at Santa who uh, and and they're like walking out to the mall, out of the mall. And they're walking out to his. Oh, I'm sorry. They're walking out to her car. and He's like, "Okay, I'm going to go. And he starts walking towards uh, his sleigh Mm. that only has one reindeer. Right. Lindsay is shocked. (laughs) And now immediately accepts that he's the real Santa just because there's a sleigh with a reindeer out there. Uh, You know, she asks, like, where's the other reindeer? He says, oh, that they're for show, that he had to cut back on the number of reindeers of expenses and and the the reindeer union. Uh, (laughs) Surely it's not because of the budget of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How meta. How meta. Yeah. So he and then George Hamilton also goes on to, like, talk about how Santa's magic works by tugging on his ears like oh i hate the number that. of times you tug on his ears a different magical act happens yeah. and this sounds I, are you aware of what umox is <laughs> no but i'm sure you're gonna tell me so <laughs> the ferengi from star trek have very large ears uh-huh. and those ears of theirs are also an erogenous so <laughs> and being t- th- their ears being tugged and massaged is something called umox. It's like a sexual act. Mm. So basically, George Hamilton is like umox my ears for magic. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, can I just say, all right, I, okay. So that that of course, what you told me is weird. But why didn't they just do the old? Isn't like doesn't Santa usually do like a like a this with his nose or something, and then goes up the? Well, I actually know why they didn't do that, and. George Hamilton has done so much cocaine in his life <laughs> that he can't <laughs> his nose the structure does not support flicking the nose anymore. Okay, so. thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, no problem. Um no, but they actually do talk about it uh because she says, "Oh, like, you know, doing something to your nose." Lindsay actually says mm-hmm. that like I dream of genie. And George Hamilton says, "Oh, like Christina Aguilera?" And like and he's and she's like, "No, like Eden I don't know, whoever the I Dream of Genie actress was. Right. It was uh, not funny unless you uh, were alive in 1965. Yeah. So, um, anyways, Santa asked Lindsay to go with him to deliver presents. She's like, I'll go with you, but not in your sleigh. It's unsafe. We can use my car because Santa had mentioned that he can make anything fly. Mm -hmm. 
So they get in the in Lindsay's car, loaded up with you know big red bags of presents. Um, and Chuck sees Lindsay and Santa driving away with all these red bags and assumes that she stole stuff from the mall. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get her or something like right, that. Right, right. Let me ask you, um, what did you think of their uh, you know, magical SFX when the car was like driving away? Did it remind you of a, well, of a popular program at the time that was used specifically for that? Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead and tell particle me what you're illusion. About. You never used particle oh, illusion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I never use it, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So there's a blue screen from now on. Almost any time they're in the car, right. and because uh, at, at this point they're just on the road, mm-hmm. so I don't really know why they needed to blue screen this. But uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. You, they, they did not key it out very well. Um, Santa says that he can. Sp- speak Cantonese by tugging on his left ear four times. And I don't think he was speaking real Cantonese. I think this is just George Hamilton doing like a <laughs> quote unquote funny <laughs> Chinaman sounds kind of a thing. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and oof. I agree. So, th- so this is what I'm saying. I don't think any of this stuff was malicious in the movie. Like, but there's kind of a few incidents of it where it's like, it's just stuff they thought you know, was funny at the time that has kind yeah. of aged out. Uh, yeah times. yeah exactly yeah. um and honestly i mean i don't think this would have been even funny then no, uh not. so this almost feels like an ad-lib yeah, George sure. Hamilton, to be honest <laughs> anyways um so santa tugs on his ears however many times he needs to make the car fly and they start flying in the air and very unconvincing uh visual effects as steve said uh, this is where we like see now back at Lindsay's house. It's current day and the uncle's there for Christmas. And like I mentioned earlier, the uncle is there as Santa using a white grocery store plastic yeah. bag as the white beard. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. But at this point, like Steve said, the movie does drag a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you're just kind of like, all right, let's get to the last act. Yeah, it took me um, two sittings to get through this. <laughs> when I came back for my second one. I was like, ah, oh, man, 40 minutes left? <laughs> <laughs> I did it in two sittings, too, but uh, that's just because I had something to do. Mm-hmm. Much like George Hamilton's Santa, I had you to had go yell at Yeah. Yeah. So, um, blah, 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 where are we at? Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, Paige, uh, Lindsay's friend, calls Lindsay's family uh, to ask if Lindsay's there, and they're like, nope, she's not here. So no one knows where Lindsay is, and... The parents kind of get a little worried and try to like call, start calling people to figure it out. Chuck, the mall cop, shows up at Lindsay's house and uh, he presents to the father a blockbuster card as his ID card. I loved it. I fucking laughed. I'll <laughs> admit it. Like this is when this is when the movie started winning me over. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he says, uh, "The dad's like that's not a driver's license. That's not an ID." And then Chuck says that he failed his driver's test and. We cut to a flashback of like Chuck uh, already like crashed. He's like he's crashed a car mm-hmm. against a tree, and the tree the car's like dented and it's smoking. And Chuck, he says, and this made me laugh out loud. And you're gonna fail me for that? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then we cut back to like Chuck and the dad, and then Chuck says that those driver's license tests are racially biased. <laughs> Chuck is white, by the way. Yes, oh, the whitest of <laughs> He's white He's like as guys. white as it gets. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because it like subverts the expectations. Yes. Uh, anyways, 
So Chuck says, uh, I have news about Lindsay that you want to hear. Now we cut to Lindsay and Santa again. They're on somebody's roof delivering presents. We get some bad VFX of how, like, they are able to, like, squeeze in through the chimney. more particle Uh, illusion. I was just going to say more particle illusion work. Um, uh, She won't let Santa eat, like, cookies at these houses. Uh, we find out that like Santa makes like little tiny presents that are in the bag. He pulls them out. They're like the size of a thimble. And then by rubbing his ears sexually, they <laughs> blow up into the actual size. It's a shinchi, box. shinchi, uh, which is a reference yeah. to Christopher Walken SNL sketch. But uh, yes. yeah. Smoke Monster asks, where's the RoboCop tied? Yeah, uh, RoboVember is over, buddy. It's all about yeah. Christmas cheer and jingling of bells. I bet there's a comic book, a uh, RoboCop comic book, that's like about Santa, uh, Christmas, and I like will, he does some Robo claws. I will try to find it. All right, so um, back to uh, Lindsay's house. The Chuck is uh, telling Lindsay's uh, family, is telling the family that Lindsay left them all with an older man. Uh, how dare you? George Hamilton is timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Left them all with an older man and stolen merchandise. Mm-hmm. Her parents are worried, but they don't really believe him. Um, then we go back to Lindsay and Santa again. There's a lot of this back and forth. Yes. Uh, and like this time, this tabloid photographer takes a picture of Santa. And Santa's like, hey, get over here. Uh, don't you remember little Billy or whatever his name was when I bought you your first camera? Right. And... The guy's like, oh, you don't understand, Santa. I need this uh, to sell your pictures to get money for to have braces for my kid. And then Santa tugs his ears. We hear like a little twinkle of magic sound. And he says, I think you need to get a second opinion about your kid's teeth. So (laughs) I'm confused here. Did Santa straighten? His kid's teeth? What it certainly sounds or, like. Yeah, this is. I think or, this is outside of uh, Santa's jurisdiction. This is more of a tooth fairy kind of thing. Tooth fairy situation, yeah. right? And or, or or like, is Santa going to? Has he made the dentist give him like free braces? I, I I don't know. Here's the thing: if Santa indeed has the ability to straighten another person's teeth, so obviously his powers have the ability to affect you know, the physical, why couldn't he have just made himself into George Hamilton at the beginning and, you know, sexually aroused Mrs. Claus just with, by doing this, you know? That's a, that's a, that's a good question, You think Steve. about t- that well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, when you're trying to sleep at well, night. Well, we do find out at the end that, like, I guess, like, this was Santa's plan all along. Basically, Santa has very Jesus-like powers and abilities mm-hmm. throughout this movie because I think the ending inf- implies that the reason why he was working at the mall was to meet Lindsay. Yeah. All along. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, so da 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 da, where are we at here? Oh, God. And also, while they're on the roof, speaking of like jokes of the time, Santa talks about how, like, you know, you never know what you, people are going to do with the presents you give them. Some of them do good stuff, some of them do bad stuff. This is before the tabloid photographer shows up, and she, he says, I gave William Hung his first karaoke yes, machine. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> I put that in my um, in my notes. And uh, before that, though, I don't exactly remember what brought it on. Uh, oh, I think it was because Santa was afraid of the um, tabloid photographer taking a picture of him and Lindsay together. And Lindsay says, oh, that 
she's a saucy gal. She says, I won't be dating guys your age until I'm well into my 20s. Whoa. <laughs> but you know how um, good of Lindsay to know where her life is headed. Yeah. Uh, well, it's either that or to like a Girls Gone Wild video. But <laughs> Yeah. But even though we're told she gets straight A's. Yeah. Hey, um, you can, but, you can you still know. get good grades and be sexually promiscuous. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's not going to be... I, I think she just wants, like, a sugar daddy. Is That's like, what it sounds like. And I guess Santa would be, like, the ultimate sugar daddy. <laughs> yes, you he know? would. Not only in terms of what he can give you, but he probably has candy canes, like, all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Uh, anyway, so then we get a montage of the rest of the presents being delivered, thank God. Um, there's a dumb joke here where, like, um, uh, we're back at the parents' house, mm -hmm. and... Chuck is like gives them a, a picture of to, to Lindsay's parents and says, this is this is what this is a picture of, of, of a person's brain that's been because uh, she's trying to get the parents to sign a contract to ban Lindsay from the for mall. life. Yeah. And he goes on for life. this rant slash monologue saying because they were first they were complimentary of the mall. And he was like, oh, yes, thank you. But it's too late for the mall. Because it's corrupt. It's like, are the kids corrupting the mall? Yeah. Are the mall corrupting the well, kids? Well, I'll, I'll get to it. So first he tries to convince them that the AC in the mall is going to hurt, damage her brain. And he's like, here's a picture yeah, of you know a it. teenager that's breathed in like a mall air conditioning for like three years. And they're like, this is a picture of you dressed up as Tarzan. And they show the picture. <laughs> and it's legitimately a picture of the actor when he was younger mm -hmm. <laughs> dressed as Santa. Like, it was so and weird. he was like, oh, I had fun that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so weird that this guy wrote this into uh, the... So for those that are just joining us in the live chat, like Smoke Monster... Uh, this guy that plays the mall cop also wrote the movie. Gilbert. So he yeah, wrote her Gilbert. Yeah. So he, he wrote this joke, uh, because he had this picture of himself mm -hmm. into the movie. Um, anyways, and he says something like, yeah, isn't this bad? Uh, just as bad or something. I don't know. Anyway. So then, uh, Lindsay calls Paige and tells Paige, uh, Hey, I'm with Santa. She, and Paige was sleeping. So Lindsay woke her up when she called mm -hmm. and she tells Paige, Hey, call my parents. Uh, and tell them I'm with you. Don't fall back asleep. Call them right away. She's like, okay, no problem. I won't fall asleep. Immediately falls asleep. Mm. Uh, then we cut to a montage of Lindsay's dad remembering all the times that uh, Lindsay went to the mall instead of spending time with the family. So, you know, like, oh, he asked her to go see a movie. She's like, no, I'm going to the mall. Mm. He's like barbecuing. She's like, no, I don't want your fucking barbecue. I'm going to the mall to get Sbarro instead. <laughs> Um, you know, so stuff like that. the worst. <laughs> it's a gut bomb. Um, so anyways, the dad is finally about to sign this contract, which is like super thick. It's like the size of like book. war and peace. Yeah. yeah, like a phone book. Uh, so the dad's about to sign it. He's got his pen to the paper. But then Paige wakes up. She's like, oh, shit, calls the dad and says, hey, uh, lies, says Lindsay's here. Uh, and... The dad like is like tells the mom, oh, guess what? Lindsay was at the Paige's house this whole time, but she just fell asleep. Ha ha ha. So the moral of the story is lying always works. Sure, Lie to sure. your parents. Or if you're Robocop and you have a gun, it's the solution to all the problems. Yes, exactly. So dad doesn't sign the papers. He throws Chuck out of the house. Mm -hmm. um, now we see that Santa and Lindsay have stopped at Anderson's house. 
Lindsay's mad about it and doesn't want to go in, but you know, Santa's like, uh, no, we're going to go in anyway. Lindsay sees a picture of Anderson's family and says that they're genetically perfect superhumans. (laughs) They're the most average looking people. Right, right, right. Yeah. What a, and I would argue his little brother's kind of (laughs) ugly, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sure. I don't know. It, it was very uh, like when she said genetically su- su- perfect superhumans. It was it was very uh, final solution esque, if you I will. Mean, she's already <laughs> hanging out with George Hamilton. How much more perfect can you get than him? Right, yeah. right. Lindsay's like, we're gonna have the perfect Aryan kids. Yeah, right. I... Uh, <laughs> although although Anderson's like you know a brunette or uh, has black hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, so we see that Anderson comes down the stairs. So. Lindsay and Santa jump behind the couch. Anderson comes down shirtless, mm, and Lindsay is, you know, thirsty and staring. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Anderson <laughs> wakes up in the middle of the night to drink some milk. Gross. <laughs> um, and he goes back upstairs. He doesn't see them. And Lindsay then says, beam me up. Beam me back up to the roof. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet that, uh, I I bet to... that really uh, triggered you as a Star Trek fan. It, 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 it did. Mm-hmm. It did trigger me. Um did you know that Kirk never actually says beam me up, Scotty? Yes, yes I'm aware of that. Okay. Okay, I'm proud of it. So, anyways, uh, Lindsay goes back up to the roof. Santa finishes putting the presents down, and then Santa sneaks a little red envelope into Anderson's stocking mm-hmm. because Santa also found him irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this is actually called a so, Christmas three-way. Yes, and that's why the next scene is Santa on the roof telling Lindsay that he thinks everybody is cute, and then he tells Lindsay he thinks she is very cute. Mm-hmm. I think it is very weird. It, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But it, it was 2004. Things were different back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because for whatever reason, Lindsay all throughout the movie keeps asking Santa what he thinks about people's level of attractiveness. Like, it, oh, don't you think so? It's such but and see, such is cute. Like, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing if, like... If they wanted to drive, they never really could figure out what uh, Lindsay as a character was lacking. Was she selfish? Was she too superficial? Or ultimately, it just came to she didn't want to spend Christmas at home with her family. Like, that was. It's like she doesn't appreciate her family, I guess, is the. Yeah, but like. But they don't really have a terrible relationship. No, No, they don't. She just wants to go bang Anderson. Yeah, and also as a. I don't know, 16 or 24-year-old woman. Like, I think it would have been okay to spend one Christmas with the neighbors. Like, I mean, so who's to blame yeah, well, here? but she's 16. Right, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> but who's to blame? Supposed to be, at right. least. Right, is the dad the, the one to blame here? Or, I mean, she already gets straight A's. I mean, what more can she do to, like, get a little bit of freedom is all I'm saying. Just to play devil's well, advocate. Well, I mean, for to Lindsay. be to be fair, it, her parents seem to buy her anything she wants. That, so they're to blame. So, there you go. Blame the parents. So yeah. You know what? Everyone's to blame. <laughs> in this movie. Thank you. Except for George Hamilton. Santa, you hell. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Chuck finds. We're back at the mall. Chuck finds um, Santa's sleigh at the mall, and he calls for backup Can repeatedly. But I just no say, one's answering. Uh, real quick though, as he's like, Chuck is like. Uh, uh, power walking through the um, parking lot. He uh, he starts with the someday a rain is going to come speech. And I just like completely died. Like you can hear that in like Taxi Driver. And I think even Rorschach says it in like the Watchmen movie. 
And it's that kind of speech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and then he stands right in front of the neon sign and they like shot him from below. There's actually some interesting cinematography in this movie at times. Uh, so of mm -hmm. course I really appreciated that shot. And then what I, I wrote down here, the Chuck wagon, he refers to himself as the Chuck wagon at some point. Yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah. Cause no one's answering his calls for backup. Right. And he's like, well, I guess it's just up to you, Chuck wagon or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> See, anyways, we cut to Santa and Lindsay. They're in her driveway. Uh, Santa makes her go in to drop off her sister's present. As as Lindsay's dropping off her present, her little sister Alexa catches her, and uh, and Alexa is is um, and Lindsay's like, "Oh, Santa wanted me to drop this off." Um, and then Alexa sa says, uh, "Oh, you idiot, you whore! Uh, I I asked Santa for you as my present." Yeah. Uh, and, oh, I should mention that just before this, uh, Santa and Lindsay have a conversation in the driveway where Lindsay says, look, Santa keeps trying to convince her to, like, spend Christmas with her family. Mm -hmm. And she's like, look, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to go drop off this present. I know you think that me dropping off this present is going to somehow, like, pull out my heartstrings and make me change my mind. But it's not going to happen. So when I come back, if I still want to go to the ski trip, will you drop it? And George Hamilton is like, yes, I'll drop it. Yeah. And, but he smiles. And she's like. I know you think that this is going to change my mind, but it's not. Right. And, you know, George Hamilton, he lets off a little knowing smile as Lindsay goes in. And, of course, once Lindsay hears from her little sister that all she wanted for, from Christmas was for her to be home, uh, Lindsay uh, comes back into the car, and it worked. And Lindsay is like, tells George Hamilton, shut up, you know, like uh, – <laughs> And Slaps Lindsay's her like, around you know, a little good. bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay like tells Santa, you knew that this was going to happen, uh, didn't you? And George um, Hamilton was just like, like, well, I've been manipulating women since the 60s, so I knew I was going to come out <laughs> on top. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, it basically, like, Santa here implies that he was manipulating the entire situation mm -hmm. from the beginning leading up to this He's moment. the Kaiser Soze of uh, Christmas movies. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So anyways, Lindsay takes Santa back to his sleigh at the mall. As they're walking towards the sleigh, Chuck pops out of the sleigh. Mm. Uh, Santa says uh, that Chuck was the only boy to ever not be on his good list, mm. which is weird. Uh, the, it's worse than Hitler? Yeah. This guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what about Genghis Khan? Like... <laughs> They, I don't know. They make the I, list. Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> very but weird. I think they're just uh, trying to reinforce that that's why he's such a the way he yeah, is. snotty guy. Yeah. And I will say, I was thinking the whole time they're going to redeem Chuck at I some point. I thought that too. And, and they're about to do it. Mm -hmm. Chuck's about to, you know, Santa's about to, I don't know, bring up something from Chuck's past, mm -hmm. something that happened, and explain to him about the spirit of Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And everything's going to. And, and, and I, I thought the movie was going to end with Chuck Anderson and Lindsay spending Christmas at Lindsay's I, family. I saw that t ending too in my head cannon. <laughs> well, that is not what's going to No, no. Those ha hamburger <laughs> punks show up and start throwing. <laughs> yeah, the hamburger punks show up. And Santa's like, fuck Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> he was never on my good list. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like 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 the adulterer I met of, uh, uh, earlier today. Right. Uh, by the way, like ninety percent of this movie takes place on Christmas Eve, mm -hmm. also, which is weird. Yeah, well, the, like from his makeover forward is all Christmas Eve. 
No, I thought it was the makeover, but they started working out and in the from, from when he gets his haircut oh, yeah, okay. forward, it's Christmas right, Eve. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I should have been more specific. Uh, so anyways, the like you said, the punks show up, and this time the punks have like I don't know, like a million a hamburgers. Sack of with hamburgers, them. yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just like chucking hamburgers at Chuck, and uh, as Chuck is yelling. Uh, uh, excuse me. So they're throwing the hamburgers at them, and then one of the punks stops in front of Santa and says, "Yo, Santa, that soup be cracking." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Chuck is running away, and this cracked me up. Me a car like that's driving by stops like right where Chuck is, and I guess he's like trying to get help. The, the car rolls out its window, and it's Allison, the the girl he went on a date with on the dating show. Can I say? Before the window went down, like the look of that SUV, it was like all black. You couldn't see in through the um, through the windows. I was like, is he going to get abducted by the Russian mafia? <laughs> like, that's <laughs> just what I was. I was like, man, would that have been random? But no, no, you're right. It's Allison, the girl he dated on the uh, the previously mentioned uh, dating show at the dating all show. the way back at the beginning of the movie. And yes, she rolls down the window, sees him, screams just like she did on. Yeah, just screams at him. (laughs) And drives away, yeah. Drives off. And like, man, I didn't even realize that was a Chekhov's gun when they first showed the uh, the dating clip. Right? Yeah, in some ways, Uh, this this script is kind of smarter than it needs to be. There's quite a few decent payoffs. You know, I, I, I I gotta admit. And like, it seems like the punks it's also kind of implied that like santa called for them or knew that they were going to be there too because he's kind of like i he's like on the punk side there was something that happened in the exchange i can't remember exactly anyway it doesn't matter um so yeah chuck runs away he gets chased away that's the last we see of Mm -hmm. chuck uh then Lindsay thanks santa for showing her what matters santa tells her never to forget about cupid yeah, that was weird. I didn't get she, that. I guess and she says, I won't. I for sure won't. As if they had previously talked about Cupid. It sounds like either either that was a deleted scene or Cupid is supposed to be a, a metaphor for love, possibly. Like I think what it is is that she doesn't know that he left that note and that he's Cupid. And, you know, what basically they should have done is in this next scene where we see Lindsay's at home with her family. It's now Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And by the way, her and her family, there's like five of them sitting on a couch made for like three people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they couldn't spend money. They're on all a... like shoulder to shoulder, yeah. thigh to thigh. Mm-hmm. And they're also sitting like four feet in front of a CRT 32-inch TV right. or something. Like it's very weird. Uh, but the doorbell rings. It's Anderson. Uh, Anderson's like, hey, I got your note. She's like, what note are you talking about? He's like, the note you left in my... you." You left in my stocking, mm-hmm. uh, or he says that you got one of my friends to sneak into my stocking is what he assumes. Right, happened. right. And I mean, he and, he could never imagine a world where uh, Lindsay would be uh, insane enough to break into his house and put right. the note in there. Honestly, Anderson is kind of like the most, aside from Santa, the most likable character probably in this. Yeah. Uh, the dad's not bad either, dad and mom. Right. Uh, but you know, he's pretty reasonable and way too patient when it comes to this girl. Yeah, sure. But uh yeah, he says that he Anderson tells her that the note said that like if he was willing to not go on the ski trip, he could spend Christmas with her and her family. Mm-hmm. And also the note said that like sorry about me being mean to you, but I really like you and also I'm way too into clothes sometimes. <laughs> it said something like yeah, that. Yeah. I care too much about clothes. It's just like Santa being yeah, funny, pointing I guess. out all of her flaws. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And but she insists that she didn't write this note and is practically kicking him out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I thought and I think at this point, the idea was that like Lindsay would go, oh, Cupid and like realize it was Santa. Right. Yeah, but you know, they, but they didn't happened. do it like yeah. that. Uh, you know, he's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'm just a big." Anderson's like, "I guess I'm just a big idiot, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just be going home now." Yeah. And then Lindsay's like, "No, no, uh, come in." And he's like, "I'm really confused. You're you're really confusing, motherfucker." Yeah. Uh, and Lizzie grabs him and just gives him a big kiss yeah. to get rid of his confusion and give him a boner instead. <laughs> and then they go in, um, and uh, that's. Pretty much it. She admits that she likes you him. You didn't uh, mention the to... scene where Anderson's trying I'm... to sit down on the couch, but he can't because of his massive boner. <laughs> I failed to mention that. <laughs> uh, then we cut to our actual last scene, which is back at the Santa Claus home. And uh, Santa Claus is arriving. He walks in through the door. And Miss Claus, earlier she was wearing like your traditional big yeah. Miss Claus granny dress. Yeah. This time she's wearing like a, not a super tight, but kind of a form-fitting red dress. Evening gown it's really nice. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's got a makeover too. She's got blonde hair mm-hmm. now. And she says that, uh, Miss Claus says to Santa, oh, it looks like we both got each other the same gift. <laughs> Makeovers. <laughs> they kiss. And these two very tan people... Uh, send us to credits. Yes, we can only assume that they were uh, making Santa love during the credits, for sure. Yes, getting, yes. Uh, getting tanning oil everywhere, basically. But, yes, uh, yes, But yes. yeah, that's uh, the movie. I, I know, uh, all right, shall we just go ahead and uh, render it? What do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, let's render it. I, I did get a little bit extra time, but... Oh, uh, okay, well, uh, we'll see. All right, Santa Velasquez, uh, do you think that kind of has a nice ring to it? Uh, Do you think that uh, a very cool Christmas, aka too cool for Christmas, depending on where you're from, uh, should be remembered for uh, all of uh, holiday history or tossing the black void of obscurity never to be heard from again? You know, it could definitely use improvements. Uh, like we mentioned, it definitely drags a bit too much uh, in the middle, even kind of close to the last act. It drags a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it, it's 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 just a, supposed to be like a harmless family uh, Christmas movie, mm-hmm. you know. And in that vein, something that you can watch with your whole family, regardless of the age group. And I've seen a lot worse of those types of movies than this. And there are some like genuinely like funny things in it. So I'm actually going to say this. This could be remembered. You know, I, I wouldn't watch this every year or anything. Uh, but hey, especially if you're popping a gummy, you know, this is this would be fun to watch. But yeah, I, I'm actually going to give it a remember. Yeah, uh, I was prepared to hate this. Like I thought. I know you were. I thought it was going to. When I first suggested it to to you, you were like, "Well, you're doing the fucking right." <laughs> Uh, and I, I mean, I thought it wasn't going to be, you know, so bad. It's good. I thought I was just going to be middling and forgettable, but there was a lot of wackiness thrown in here that I really appreciated yeah, yeah. and stuff that made me genuinely belly laugh. Like, uh, uh Gilbert, what, what's his uh, whole name? Like Mike Gilbert, yeah, Michael, Michael Gilbert, the, uh, writer, writer and slash actor behind Chuck. The, yeah. Like his ridiculous over the top performance 
uh, pretty much steals the movie. Um, like if it had been him the entire time, I don't think I could probably handle it because he's a lot to take in. He, he'd be too much. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. he would. But when he was on camera, I was I was laughing. Like at first when he showed up, I was sort of rolling my eyes. Yeah, of course. Me too. Bag security guard. That's been done a million times. But when he showed up and started monologuing at the parents' house, acting like a Batman villain that we love so much here on Obscurity Now, I was like, uh, and then actually getting me to laugh, which I have a hard time finding stuff that makes me laugh these days. I was like, ah, man, this kind of won me over in the end. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And it it really works, the monologue stuff, because he's so unhinged. (laughs) by that point but it's just like he's been getting more and more progressively annoyed throughout the whole movie and plus you know of his backstory he fails at dating he fails at being a cop he fails at getting his driver's test he's scared of the boys throwing hamburgers yeah. at him you know and, and this is like the final straw for him you know so it, it actually makes sense i could watch like a 15 to 20 minute like adult uh, swim show uh, starring him that I think about would... him. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. So, wow, remember. All right, here we go. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. So yeah, I think you had it right uh, watching it on a on a gummy or two, and I think it's uh, interesting that you brought up gummies because uh, I've got a uh, hypothesis that I'm running with these days that I would like to throw out into the ether. So gummies have no effect on my beloved wife, who, uh, as you know, is a Filipina, and then I have a friend who's also a Filipino. And he says that gummies don't affect him either. So if you're a Filipino, I'd like to know if gummies have any effect well, if you consume them. Uh, go home and try it, kids. And let, let us know right in uh, anywhere. Instagram, Twitter. Wow. Let us know in the comments. You'll be glad you did. Okay. Well. Uh... <laughs> I mean, are you, uh, are you ready to get out of here or what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, I, I do kind of. Okay, go all and, right. Uh, well, my sleigh, my sleigh is waiting for me outside. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you uh, for joining us in our uh, first installment of Obscure December. I don't. We don't have a cool name for it or anything. Good, good, good thing we thought about this ahead. Yeah, of time. yeah. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next week with another sort of Christmasy, Christmasy thing, uh, right here on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.